Welcome to the Love Yourself Louder podcast. If you're a growth-minded gal who's ready to walk a joyful journey of living wholeheartedly, then you, my dear, are in the right place. My name is Nicole DeFelice, and I'm obsessed with all things personal growth, expanding our self-awareness, and getting intentional about practicing self-love. This podcast is where you will be encouraged and challenged to unleash courageous confidence and cultivate more meaningful connections in your life. It's time to start loving yourself louder. In our last episode together, we got cozy and dipped a toe into knowing each other. I shared a little about myself, and in the Love Yourself Louder Challenge, you were asked to multiply one of your breakthroughs by gifting that story to a special person you'd like to foster a deeper connection with. In this episode, I am going to take on that challenge with you and share why self-love is so meaningful to me. I remember the precise moment when I was pregnant with my daughter Mia and found out my unit would be deploying. It's a raw memory to this very day, and I can still hear the ringing in my ears drowning out everything around me as my mind grappled to make sense of what I was hearing. I was three months pregnant with my firstborn child, standing in formation, surrounded by my brothers and sisters in arms. We were being notified that in a year we would be deploying to Afghanistan. No one knew I was pregnant at that time. It still felt too soon to share the news. Standing there in formation, holding my tiny spark of life, I nearly fainted. Already feeling like the life I had imagined for us was fading away before it had even began. Twelve years ago this week, yet somehow it feels like another life, and also like it was just yesterday. Like I could reach out and rest a hand on the shoulder of that woman I once was, and drowned in the sorrow behind her eyes. As a soldier, deploying is a rite of passage. It isn't something we run away from. It's something that we run towards. Imagine an athlete who trains for the Olympics their entire life, then never gets to go. All the blood, sweat, tears, and dedication for nothing. We were hardwired that way. To always be prepared to charge towards the battle. I was incredibly proud to fulfill my duty to my country, yet I found my life pulling me in two polar opposite directions. On the one hand, I was a young mother needing to nurture her child, and on the other hand, I was a warrior being called to duty. I spent the remainder of my pregnancy carrying the knowledge that I would soon be leaving my unborn child, and the guilt ate a hole in me. When Mia finally made her big debut, she was seven pounds and seven ounces of pure perfection. New motherhood with this tiny girl brought me the greatest joy. I finally understood the meaning of love, but that time was tainted by the ever-ticking clock of my impending departure. Six weeks after Mia was born, I started training to prepare my body and my mind for the journey ahead. The next eight months were spent with my unit, spending a ton of time ceaselessly training and trying to run away from an ever-approaching reality that I could not escape. In many ways, I began to emotionally distance myself from Mia and her father 
in advance of my departure. It was a heavy burden to bear, and if I let myself feel the weight of the despair, it would have consumed me. It was easier to take all of those feelings and tuck them away neatly in a little box in my mind, seal it closed, and never, ever open it. The day before I left, Mia took her first little steps at only nine months old. It was as if she knew change was on the horizon, and she wanted to bestow upon me a parting gift to treasure. Something to carry me through. The next day, I stood on a tarmac to board a plane to the other side of the world and kiss my sweet girl for the last time. Walking away that day was the hardest thing I've ever done. Each step felt weighted in concrete and my every instinct as a mother was to turn around and run back to her. Compartmentalizing. Soldiers are pretty good at that. There's no room for distraction on the battlefield. There's no time for regrets. There is only the mission before you and the comrades alongside you. The first week became a month. One month became two. Each day that passed was another day behind me that I started losing the details of her face. The feeling of her tiny hand in mine. Nearly a year passes by, and I'm sitting on a plane on that same tarmac returning home. Mia is now 18 months old, and I'm wondering if she will even know who I am when she sees me again. I had picked her up, a little teddy bear, along our travels and was clutching it in my hands, twisting the fur and anxiously waiting for disembarking. The tarmac was filled with people. Parents greeting their children, spouses holding their loved one, news channels, cameras flashing, bright colors on banners. The energy of the crowd was suffocating, and I picked my way through clusters of family trying to find my own. Then I saw her. She wasn't a baby anymore. She was a tiny person with pigtails sticking straight up in the air and the most inquisitive brown eyes you've ever seen, she was searching the crowd too. I held my breath and steadied myself for the inevitable devastation when she didn't know me. It was my fault. I had left her. But that was behind us now, and there was nothing that I could do to change it. When I reached for her for the first time in what felt like a millennia, Mia lifted her tiny arms and reached for me, too. I could see the recognition in her eyes. She knew me. I was her mother. Of course she knew me. We could be separated a lifetime, but we would always find one another, because that is the powerful force of a mother's love. I remember the lavender smell of her hair that day. I remember the feeling that opened up in my chest, revealing every emotion I had buried and the joy bled into the sorrow and back again. I could have been nothing more than a puddle with her in my arms. I remember the feeling of her chubby fingers holding my cheeks. I remember the sound of her laughter when I gave her that stuffed bear. His name is Maxwell, and she sleeps with him every night to this very day. We were united at last, and I vowed to us both that day that I would never miss another moment. 
The promise I made that day became a guiding force in my life. I vowed to put my family first and be the most present parent that I could be, because I know how fleeting this time is. I know exactly what it feels like to blink and lose an entire year that you can never get back. The shame and guilt I have wrestled with from this experience has been profound in my journey and almost beyond words. To have left my child, to have risked her never knowing me, to have risked me never knowing her. Guilt and shame are words that are almost too small to capture the cavern of feeling hidden beneath them. When I try to conjure an image that captures those feelings for me during that time, it looks like standing inside of a raging hurricane of grief and screaming up into a black sky of hopelessness with anger and despair. It's crippling and consuming and more than one heart can carry. I call this a shame storm. It can touch down in varying degrees of severity in response to any number of internal or external factors. The only antidote to a shame storm is empathy. As I healed, I began to forgive myself in tiny pieces and small understandings along the way. The most powerful act of self-love is self-forgiveness. As a mother, I feel I have a responsibility to parent from a place of being healed and whole and embracing a life filled with joy for our children. Parenting from guilt or shame is unlikely to produce much fruit for either one of us. I forgive myself. As a woman, I understand that I am perfectly imperfect. I made the best decisions I could at the time with the information and resources I had available to me. I forgive myself. That chapter in my journey was heavy, so thank you for sharing this vulnerable challenge with me and helping me own my story. The best way I know how to multiply my breakthrough and gift you some wisdom is by using my words to invite you into my world. Two of my most favorite things of all time is the delicate use of just the right words to weave a tale, and of course, heart healing. <laughs> when I get to combine those two things, it's pure bliss for me. Guilt, self-blame, or regret hold us back from growing. Finding peace and letting go of our own past mistakes requires self-forgiveness and a commitment to learning from the experience. Writing a letter of self-forgiveness can help with that healing and give us a chance to cultivate a more compassionate relationship with ourselves. Here is a super simple four-step approach to creating your own self-forgiveness narrative and begin to move forward. Each episode, I'll share an actionable way to implement what we're learning together so you can start weaving an intentional practice of self-love into the fabric of your beautiful life. All you need for this Love Yourself Louder challenge is a quiet place, some time to reflect, and a pen and paper. Here are the four steps. One, take ownership. I know this is hard, but you have to ask yourself the question, what of this truly belongs to me? 
two, gain perspective. What was completely out of my control? And what did I have control of? Three, let's do a heart check. What did this experience make you feel? Do you like those feelings? Do you want to keep those feelings? How would you like to feel instead? And number four, stack the wisdom. What did you learn from this experience? And that's it. You can craft these responses into a brief forgiveness statement to start releasing that past hurt. I'm going to share mine with you. I forgive myself for being separated from my child when she was an infant who needed her mother and instead honoring my military obligations. I felt immense guilt and shame, and I don't want to keep those feelings anymore because they've caused me a lot of pain. Instead, I would like to embrace that this experience created my resilient heart and a capacity for deep love. I release shame and guilt, and I celebrate peace over this past chapter. I forgive myself. I am really, really, really looking forward to reading your powerful self-forgiveness statements and building a deeper connection with the lovely ladies sharing this space with me. Hook me up with a follow on Instagram at loveyourselflouder so I can share your journey and we can do life together between episodes. Thanks for tuning in to the Love Yourself Louder podcast to embark on the playful path to self-love. Until next time, gals.